Hello everyone, welcome to What is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. Hi Carolyn. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> or afternoon or evening, whatever, yes. whatever our uh, podcast listeners might be listening. We do, however, record in the morning, so that was appropriate. Reading, I suppose. I just want to you show never some excitement. know, though, how the, the program's going to get started. That's true. I don't know, but I wanted to show some kind of excitement. Enthusiasm. Yes. It's, yes, it translates, right? Nobody wants to hear us really. Uh, how are you this morning, Carolyn? All right, Carolyn, how's your life? I always, I always want to take a moment to give you a chance to offer the listeners a little, kind of a, a little glimpse. peek. That's what they say, right? A peek into yeah. your life. Life is good. I'm getting ready to be a grandma again, so that's exciting. Um, lots of, you know, things going on. Uh, we're looking at possibly making some big changes. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting time, and it's kind of sad because my Ethan's getting ready to graduate. So I'm a little sad about that. But mm. life changes kind of going on, and it's a different shift, and... I'm learning to walk in it, but um, I'm kind of excited about what I've been learning in the Old Testament and Leviticus, so that's that's been pretty interesting lately, and I feel like that I've grown spiritually in this study, so I think life is good. Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I didn't necessarily... Sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't necessarily do it with attention, but it does. It hurts, right? It feels badly when somebody says that, and there are really some people out there who don't care, and don't care that you know they don't care. Yeah. And then there's folks out there who really don't care, but you really don't know that they don't care until somehow there's a pattern, something kind of emerges right. at some level, and you say, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really don't care. Yeah, I have family it's, members like that. Yeah, it's just something that <laughs> it's just something that they say. It's socially appropriate, but you know, it hurts. It hurts to think that there's I don't know um, hypocrisy in that. Uh, I I want to call it hypocrisy because they pretend to be something they're not, and then when you really find out about it. You find out that that's just, I don't know that it's an act, maybe it's not an act. I, I, have to, I want to be cautious in how I present this because there's certainly something to be said for numbers, masses, and you can't be genuine and authentic with everybody, can you? I think you should try. I think you should too. But I guess maybe that's the peril. Maybe, maybe you can try, but you know it's still just exhaustive, and, and you know, and you just really can't. And so instead of offending people, though, you want to pretend like you, and you get the script down and the narrative, and you know, if you can just get them talking about themselves, you can check out for a few moments, think about what's coming up next, you know, whatever is <laughs> on the agenda. I'm finding out a lot here. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I would feel like that person is a little bit deceptive. It's a yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't want to be treated like that. And then how would you know? Like you said, the pattern of behavior, how they how they behave. If somebody did that to me, which I kind of feel like you did when you asked me about my life, <laughs> so you can check out for a few minutes. But uh, I would not appreciate that, and I would feel like they're fake and. But you said hurt, so 
I was thinking you kind of allow yourself to be hurt. You don't have to be hurt. You can recognize that's how they are. That's how they operate. And I have to just let them be who they are. Yes, but you'd have to. I don't disagree at all. Consciously. Because I mean, yes. normally Somewhere I would get hurt. You I have, have to, to understand right. mm-hmm. they really don't care no matter what they say. You know, that in psychological kind of terms, they call those folks sociopaths. <laughs> You know, individuals who are antisocial personality disorder is what they call them anymore these days. That's the official title. But it's people who just have the great capacity either not care and don't care that you know that they don't care and just do what they want. Right. Uh, or people who might be a little bit more socially savvy. Mm-hmm. But it's always to get an end. And if you're too obvious in your abuse of someone or your disregard or you're not caring for them, you're not going to get much traction. Now... <laughs> Where's all this leading? Of course, you and I are not that way. Even though you did return the compliment to me a a moment ago, that compliment, you didn't give it to me a moment ago, you said, well, David, I was wondering where you were going. That's what I felt like when you asked that. (laughs) But you know, that's the same thing with coming in to see somebody like you. People don't want to come talk to you if you're just putting on, if you've got a narrative, you're putting on a professional demeanor, you're kind of become somewhat sociopathic, you've run the numbers, there's just so, so many of them. And, and I know it's not just what we do. I mean, we could say it's a great, again, peril, that's the word, mm-hmm. in terms of what we do, because what we do is supposed to be intimate. Mm-hmm. But it's just not what we do. Uh, it is pastoral overall mm-hmm. in a general sort of way. And it's not even pastoral. I mean, think of politicians. Think mm-hmm. of salespeople. I mean, it doesn't have to even be within the religious or the spiritual dimension. Right. All your... But nobody wants to come speak with you, Carolyn, and think that all you're doing is listening and giving them what otherwise is a script. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've become a bit sociopathic. You've learned how to disconnect your emotions. That's really mm-hmm. what sociopathy is, lack of empathy. But you can act like it. And we've teased a bit on the podcast, any of our <laughs> old-time listeners, would know that I teased you a bit about how you roll your eyes. And I don't you, roll my eyes. Yeah, yes, yes, you do, <laughs> Carolyn. We just have to ask him. The, the notion, though, is you can do all of that. You can do all those active listening skills. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't hide that. Eventually, at some point, people begin to realize You don't care about them. Mm -hmm. You're just doing it to get what you want. Mm -hmm. You're just doing it to get the end that you're intentioned, that you've intentioned to get. Well, I apologize. I didn't return the compliment to you, but uh, I I know whenever we uh, start out these conversations that you're never setting me up, and and I'm always curious what we're going to talk about. And that's the thing. That's the difference. Is Knowing and and the people that come to see me don't know me well enough to know that I know your motives are pure and right, so I trust you in that. Yes, and I'll go there (laughs) with you. My earring just fell out, but um, so I I don't worry about that. But well, you know why though? Because my emotions are on my sleeve. I mean, so my ability to be sociopathic or really truly manipulative <laughs> is him- hampered sing- uh, tremendously yeah, yeah. by the fact that I do not probably hide them as yeah. well as other people. I guess people I wear are. mine on my face, so I don't know. But uh, I, 
I trust you and I, I know your motives. So the people that come to see me, they don't know me. And they go, well, I don't know if you care about me or not. And that's the thing about, you know, seeing the difference and seeing me follow the Holy Spirit and listening and then actually caring and showing empathy. And I, I would hope that that would come through and not just my words, not just my script, because anybody can say, oh, you know, I, I understand or whatever. You know, anybody can say words. But to see somebody actually caring is different. And I hope that that's what they would see with me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I hope so, too. I just wrapped it up. <laughs> but it is that way, though. If you're not empathetic or if you're not willing to show those emotions, how do you know? If you're not willing to then, with integrity, mm-hmm. live it according to the true candor, Intimacy, authenticity, genuineness. I mean, those are all great words. You're going to be subject to a lot of manipulation, and it becomes, because there's some people out there, some individuals out there that are really good at this. Mm-hmm. Not all these good things we've been saying, but at the manipulation right. part. Right. And with that, then, they're counterfeiters. And, you know, we, we read the Word, and, you know, we understand that there is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Is a way, the truth, and life. He is the light of the world. He is our Savior. But we also know there's an angel of light. Mm -hmm. We also know that the angel of light really isn't of light. It is appearance-wise. He's the counterfeiter. Mm -hmm. He's the great deceiver, the great manipulator. Mm -hmm. He's a great gaslighter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought about that. That's actually how I started. I was sitting down and I was just trying to think about, you know, what all this sounds like. And it, to me, it sounds like gaslighting. Nobody really understands, at least I don't, <laughs> not a really good definition of gaslighting. Uh, but at the same time, with people who gaslight, don't they do the same thing? I mean, I think it's, it's that idea that somehow, from the very beginning of time, Mm. Satan has been gaslighting us. Mm-hmm. He's been manipulating us. He's been deceiving us. He's been trying to tell us, oh, he really cares. You know how much he cares? He's going to tell you. Well, you know, it's really not bad to know right from wrong because if God really cared about you, he'd let you be just like him. Mm-hmm. He'd let you see it all. And if you could yeah. see it all, then you could put it all together. And, you know, and so God's holding out They're on you. Something from you. God's holding out on you. Mm-hmm. I just, it's funny you brought up that gaslighting because I just watched a little video on gaslighting and it was like different methods that people use. And so I thought that was interesting. You brought that up. And in a way, a couple of them were very obvious, but a couple of them were sort of subtle and devious. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've had people say those things to me. And, you know, well, they're just not telling you. They're holding out on you and this paranoia. And I was a little surprised at that. I thought, hmm. So that's, you know, that, that, I knew something was going on, but I didn't really out and out say, oh, that they're trying to gaslight me. But they are so good at what they do, you know, they are really slick, and I was kind of surprised that some of them I've heard, you know, said to me. It was it was really inter- eye-opening. Well, and there's no way, again, to really know until after the fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, after the fact. But this idea, though, that you're, you, you know, your business, what you do, mm-hmm. what I do, we deal with people who have been lied to, and mm-hmm. we do get hurt, and at mm-hmm. some point, maybe that's part of the whole work of the devil or Satan. 
is to get you confused on who you can trust or not. And then kind of alienate or separate us, uh, uh, people, body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Separate us from the folks that really do care about us, that yes. really love us. Because when you get hurt really bad, and somebody comes along and says, I really do care. Mm-hmm. When you get hurt really bad and they say, come on, tell me about it. I, I really want to help. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You just are after something. Mm-hmm. You're just looking to get something. And then I think that maybe that is not only residual of Satan's initial, when the Garden of Eden, when he was doing that to Eve and Adam and separating them from God, but it, it creates more problems. It's hard then to earn that trust back. It's hard to reestablish mm-hmm. that you can trust them. Yeah. You know, God, again, God did not mean to set Adam and Eve up in the mm-hmm. garden. Right. God did not mean to withhold, that's what devil, that's what Satan's mm-hmm. primary, you know, messaging right. again was, that God's not telling you everything. Mm-hmm. Or he said it, he really wouldn't get mad at you if you knew everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then all not. of a sudden they wake up and they realize they didn't know that. Right. <laughs> they didn't realize this is going to all end to death. They didn't know that that was part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, at that point they lost their faith. They lost their confidence. They lost their courage built upon the promise of God. And that I, he's always going to be there. He's always going to be okay. Everything was going to work out. I, this may be a reach, but I, I really feel for those people. My heart kind of goes out to them. And I, I had somebody once say um, in his line of work, in his field, oh, those, those people, they're just... Um, Everyone, I'm just out to get me all day long. You know, his line of work, he dealt with lots of people, and they they all were just out to take advantage of him and just use and abuse him. Everybody's like that, just kind of jaded. And I said, I'm not like that. Tim's not like that. The whole world's not like that. You've been exposed to that numerous times, but don't let that determine how everybody is. And, you know, it just made me feel bad for them because they've they've bought into the lie they've they bit the apple and now they you know think everything's one way but it's I don't know it's just sad to me because I I want them to know no there's really people who really do care and they don't have an agenda it almost makes me angry in a way like you know when somebody says somebody told me once they weren't mad at me they were mad for me and that's how I feel about some of the people in my life that I'm close to and they, they constantly feel like they're going to be taken advantage of. And I'm here to say, you know, I'm not taking advantage of you. The whole world isn't like that. So, you know, it, it, it makes me sad, but almost to a point of anger. Like, it makes me mad because, I, you know. Well, it, it's bitter first when it happens. Mm-hmm. But it embitters. Mm-hmm. It hardens the heart, and really, in those, that context of the sociopath, the one without a conscience, lack of empathy. Uh, the Bible talks about that too, the hardening of the heart. Mm-hmm. For when you get hurt like that, your heart becomes hardened. But if that's the result, then yes, a little thing, mm-hmm. wasn't a little thing, turned out to be a big thing, but in the moment, it doesn't seem to be all that significant. Well, you just misunderstood. I really didn't intend to set you up. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, I don't know what the future holds. You don't know what the future holds. I'm sure it's going to hold 
some peril again, some risk, some threat, and I'm sure that you're going to get hurt, I'm going to get hurt, I'm sure we're going to lose something, I'm sure that somebody's going to do something to us, mm -hmm. they're going to lie, they're going to gaslight us, right. they're going to mislead us, they're going to pretend to be something they're not, maybe mm -hmm. they intention to, maybe they're just narcissists, maybe they think they're all that, and then in the end when it comes right down to it, they have no better answer. Mm -hmm. But unless it's Jesus, unless it's God, but if you're alienated, which is, again, started out rather small, but look what it's come to. And alienated from God, you cannot be saved. You cannot have any future. You're no, there's no hope. The, the wall goes up. Your heart becomes hardened. You become embittered. We're going to take a quick moment to remind our listeners who are listening to what is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. So what do you do to reestablish that trust? You die for them. Now that seems like I'm kind of like gaslighting, right? Well, you just die for them. Okay, Dave, you die for them. Uh, okay. But how do you show that? It's a day-to-day -day thing. It's what you just got through saying. It's a, maybe in, a, in not even a lesser way, but in just a more practical, pragmatic sort of context. You don't bite into the apple. You don't buy into that stuff. Uh, and then if you do, you don't certainly return that. You turn the other cheek. You don't do that like measure right. or kind. Right. But you know, that's not the way that the world's going to go because we know in the Bible that it's going to take more than Jesus coming once. Mm -hmm. It's going to take Jesus coming twice. Mm -hmm. And when he comes the second time, he's going to find a fairly formidable enemy in the devil. Mm -hmm. And whether it's the Antichrist, there would be the Antichrist, Book of Revelation tells us that. Or again, those are the synagogue of Satan or those that have bitten the apple who are becoming bittered. But if you can't tell, stop being necessarily telling you what you should think, mm -hmm. but for me it seems that obvious. If you can't tell, the world is going in that direction mm -hmm. daily. Mm -hmm. It's so fast. I can't really legitimately trust anybody except that they would bear witness of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I've just quit listening to the words. <laughs> I just try to look them in the eye and I try to be sensitive mm -hmm. in the heart mm -hmm. or from the heart or to the heart mm -hmm. in that way. But if I'm going to go out there and prove <laughs> I'm not one of them, the gaslighters, I'm probably going to be persecuted. But worse than that, I'm going to be probably crucified. And with that, would it be any different than Jesus? Because really, isn't that how God proves it? Right. Well, I think he said that in Scripture, that we're going to be persecuted like he was persecuted. Sure. So we should kind of expect that. And, you know, maybe look at the disciples. You know, they didn't die with a nice funeral and, you know, of old age. It, some of them were pretty drastic deaths. And so, you know, why would we expect, I don't expect to die in <laughs> boiling oil or whatever that was, but, you know, it's, it's not going to be um, pretty for his name's sake, um, and that's okay, because, you know, that's my honor to bear to 
um, to honor him, you know. But yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any way to show others other than showing our own vulnerability and our own actions and living it out, like you said. And that's where I. That's where that comment came from earlier mm-hmm. in the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Was that I don't know. Maybe I'm too open. Maybe I wear too much of my emotions, so to speak, on my sleeve. Maybe I'm too, I don't know, drama and traumatic. Maybe God was too dramatic. Maybe Jesus was too dramatic. Maybe the whole message of the word is too dramatic. But if you don't express those emotions, how do you know? And even then, I could be histrionic, which is just hysterical for the sake of being histrionic. But if it's not open book, then how do you know? Now, maybe you don't care, but I'll take that risk. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, if I can't be emotional around you and you don't know how to handle that, you probably are not being emotional around me. If Mm -hmm. I can't be open and genuine with you and live it, and when I do, you want to reject me or throw me away or you don't want to have anything to do with me. I'm probably getting <laughs> the necessary message that you're not there. And I can tolerate that and I can even love you, which is more than tolerance. But I can love you, but I can't be one with you. Not, are, these... not because, again, you're not dramatic or histrionic, but and people express that in different ways. You just have to be able to trust. And the only way I know you can trust is when you lay it all out there. And who could say again, anyone that's not laid it out there more than Jesus Christ and put himself out there more than Jesus Christ. None have, because we know he's the only Savior, our only begotten Son of God who is the Savior therein of Mm -hmm. the world. He definitely put himself out there and, you know, the image of what they thought was coming, the Messiah, and then him overthrowing tables in the temple and he just calling them the Pharisees, you know, <laughs> what, whitewashed sepulchers or whatever. I can't say that word right. But uh, he definitely put himself out there, but I was <laughs> laughing because I was thinking about my kids <laughs> because I, I guess, am genuinely a happy person. And so I sing a lot and, you know, kind of act a little frivolous. I don't know if that's the right word or not. But, you know, I'll be whistling at the house or singing stuff. And they just want me to stop. And they try to stifle me. And so I was laughing because I said, you don't want me to be happy. Like, you want me to be something else and, like, tone it down. And they'll say, oh, Mom, it's not that we don't want you to be happy. You're just getting on our nerves. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you know, but that's, I can't hold that in. That's, it would be like me trying not to be vulnerable and not be transparent. That's right. I can't not be myself. Right. And so I think that's the beauty. Jesus did not hold back. And he, he said really tough things. I mean, the last supper, he was like, what are you always going to betray me? I mean, he didn't sugarcoat it. And he just lived it out in front of them and, and made himself very vulnerable. And lest there be some confusion, too, between, again, honestly, genuinely putting ourselves out there and then exploiting other people, mm-hmm. 
for the sake of making ourselves feel better. Mm -hmm. Because I do think that happens some too. Obviously, Satan, as much the angel of light, we know how he fell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he went (laughs) to to be God. To earth, yes. And is it Ezekiel where that passages where it describes his his uh, fall from heaven or I think Ezekiel I think so but the idea Job isn't it Job well no Job he was hanging out with God in okay. the beginning okay. then but I think Ezekiel. Ezekiel I may be wrong but I think it's Ezekiel. It's Ezekiel but the idea though is that that the devil too had an inferiority complex mm-hmm and why? Because he couldn't do what Jesus did. But why couldn't he do it? Because he was a narcissist. <laughs> because he was a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Because he was all these things that we thought that he shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked earlier that people shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. He pretended like he wasn't. Right. But yeah. it was all of those things. Mm-hmm. And with that, he could not then genuinely, authentically help anybody. Because he was not willing to die himself. Mm-hmm. Right. He was not willing to put himself in that position. He was not willing to put himself in the position of being lesser. He couldn't be authentic. He couldn't be genuine. He couldn't be honest. He couldn't be any of those things. Mm-hmm. Selfishness. Yes. Original sin. And then, of course, when that happens, you're going to fall. Mm-hmm. Because eventually, people are going to figure you out. Mm-hmm. You're oh. just about being the king. You're just about being wearing the crown. Mm -hmm. You're just about being the most beautiful. You're just about singing the best. Mm -hmm. He was a singer. You're just the voice. Mm -hmm. You're just about manipulate. You're just about being the best politician. Mm -hmm. You're just about preaching the best sermon. You're just about making sure that you are impeccably so, the ultimate consummate professional in terms of even counseling, pastoral care. Which is what we do. Mm-hmm. But Carolyn, I want to make this distinction. You and I would never ever use the opportunity to minister to someone, especially as we might recognize them to be in a lesser position or place, by inserting our needs ahead of theirs. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where the conflict of interest comes mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. But about being real, about being emotional, I, you know, I sometimes cry in sessions. Mm-hmm. You probably don't. Do you cry in sessions? You probably mm-hmm. don't. I don't want to. I don't like to. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel incredibly embarrassed. Mm-hmm. My face turns red. I can tell, not because I have a mirror, but I feel hot. Because I feel so embarrassed. I want to hide. Mm-hmm. But I just feel the Holy Spirit move. Yeah, and, right. and I'm there with the person. And mm-hmm. uh, I just have that moment. Mm-hmm. And then I always apologize. I say, you know, I know that I'm not supposed to be the one that's emotional here, but somebody needs to. Let's not miss the moment right. to be real and genuine right. with each other. Yes. Let's not miss the moment yes. when we can have this coming to Jesus mm-hmm. sort of experience together. So, so you can you can see. Right. It's not just me being a, a machine. Mm-hmm. It's not just me putting on the, the cloak of righteousness. Only Jesus can really put on and cover us with a cloak of righteousness, mm-hmm. but it's his. But it's not the devil. It's not the whitewashed sepulcher kind mm-hmm. of stuff mm-hmm. that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, and I do feel that way um, once I establish, you know, relationship. Um, I'm there with that person, and I am willing to walk through it with them, beside them, 
So yeah, it obviously affects me and I totally understand that because once you sort of allow yourself to feel those feelings and, and sort of go through it with them, then yeah, you hurt, you hurt for them and you hurt with them. And that's part of it. And that's part of what, you know, what we do. Uh, we don't just nod and say, uh-huh and listen and okay, well, you know, let's pray about that. Bye. And that's just not it. That's not how we operate. And, you know, yes, we do listen and yes, we do pray, but there's so much more than that. And so I hope our listeners really grasp that. Well, oddly enough, <laughs> that can be a problem too, mm-hmm. because there's some people who just really don't want that. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go to the deeper. Deep calls deep, I think, is in Psalms. Yeah. They don't want to go to the deeper. And with that, if you are too emotional, mm-hmm. if you go too quickly, right, they freeze up and they pull back and they withdraw yeah. and then they ghost. You never right. hear from them ever again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can understand... Uh, Again, that's why we do the podcast. <laughs> People get to know us. Right, right. You know, so that they'll know a little bit about what to expect. Mm-hmm. We give disclosures. I do, at least, attempt. I'm sure you do, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is sort of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I always sort of ask permission, too. If I know we're heading there, are you still okay? Yeah. yeah I do. Yeah. Well, throughout the session, are you all right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, have I upset you yet? Or have mm-hmm. I maybe gotten the point? Oh, <laughs> they're either being polite or they're kind of like, well, he really, they really, again, don't get the idea of where we could go with this thing. Uh-huh. Uh, no, you're fine. And then I go a little further. And then I begin to realize maybe I'm not so fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not ready yet. Right. For the, the, the River Jordan. Yes, Maybe exactly. they're not ready yet to be fully immersed in those waters. That's why we have to be really sensitive to the Holy Spirit and really listen to discern where and how far we're going to go. And, and sometimes it just has to sit there with them. Sometimes you have to just leave it there and let that sit and let them think about that. Let the Holy Spirit kind of minister to them. Then the next time when you come back, you know, they've had that kind of dealing, you know, thinking about it. And so um, I think it's okay to push, but, you know, we have to be really careful. And I feel like that's where we have to listen to the Holy well, Spirit. And, and I appreciate the word push uh, because it's intentioned. They come for right. help and they want help. Right. But I also think to myself, you know, it is a fine line between pushing and leading. You, yes. you yes. kind of made that reference earlier. Mm-hmm. That there's, there's this like really small margin. But if I'm leading and I'm leading by example, mm-hmm. then I think that there's something to be said. And then I do too, I also think too, believe that the Holy Spirit leads and guides. Yeah. And at times I have that confirmation mm-hmm. to move forward. And I pray about it in the moment. Right. I really do. Right. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely do that. And I'm thinking, is this me or is this the Holy Spirit? And if it's the Holy Spirit, then yeah, we'll do this. And if it's me, then let me be cautious. And and even then, I I just believe the Holy Spirit always checks me. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes he saves me. He saves me all the time. But he saves me from the circumstance because even if I've stumbled. Yes. He's there to help us both, me as yeah, the leader, right. but also 
the person that's in the room. Mm-hmm. Yes. That I'm working with. Right. They need they need a, a breakthrough, a light bulb moment. And when I said push, I didn't necessarily meant push them. I meant uh, to push, to poke and probe a little bit because sometimes their walls are up and. Well, a lot of times their walls are up. People, you know, they, they're coming maybe with a problem or circumstance. So they're already dealing with something. And so we have to be sensitive to that. But when I want to push a little bit, I want them to sort of be willing to go there with me. But they have to trust me and know that I'm not, you know, pushing them off a cliff. <laughs> I'm, you know, holding my hand out saying, you know, let me help you up. Let's work on this. Let's talk about this together. And so it, it's a, it is a fine line, but that's when the, that's when the motives and the gaslighting comes in because they have to be able to trust you to be willing to open up and let that wall down. Otherwise, you know, you've kind of at a stall moment, you know, you're just kind of waiting on them. But the Holy Spirit, I definitely believe, is there in the session and speaks to both me and the person because they... You know, sometimes you'll just see it and they'll understand it'll click and they'll get what you're talking about. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit is just there in that moment. And as much at times, too, it is because they're not, they're fearful. Mm-hmm. They're not willing to take the next step forward. Mm-hmm. And maybe we've identified it several times, mm-hmm. several sessions. We've yeah. identified it. Yeah. Uh, the next step forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've, again, tried to bring forward some sort of motive or identify and, and tap into some sort of motive. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's toward health, getting better, overcoming, taking the fear and turning it into faith, that kind right. of a thing. Because water and wine, Jesus can do that. Holy Spirit can do that. Right. Uh, but at the same time, it's easy, I think, too, for folks who do what we do. And maybe this gets back to what you were saying earlier about that friend that was kind of bitter or himself or herself. You didn't Mm -hmm. say it was a man or woman, but they'd kind of come to that conclusion that, well, everybody's out to get me. Uh, I've known folks who do what you do and what I do, and they blame the client. (laughs) They blame the patient for everything. Well, you didn't get better because you did do your work. I did what I was supposed to do. I offered this up. But even so, I think it's that, uh, that notion that when you get to that point, you're abusing somebody. When you get to that point, maybe you started out honestly, genuinely, sincerely, but it's so easy and it's such a fine line. It's such a sli- And so again, for me, the only way I can stay out of that is to make sure that I am as open <laughs> as a book could be mm-hmm. and that you could see my heart as best as could be seen. Uh, and with, again, some degree of consideration that you don't need to see everything because it might be overwhelming. Uh, one day face-to-face, now through a glass darkly, not only right. God, but even so, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. counseling session. But as far as being in the moment with you and being genuine and honest, that keeps that, I think, from happening. Mm-hmm. I'm invested. Right. I have some input mm-hmm. that's more than just intellectual going into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, dare I say, I'm operating out of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what I'm trying to testify to, is that the difference is if you don't see the Holy Spirit, if you don't see the heart of the person and can see the Holy Spirit operating, <laughs> then, then don't trust them. Mm-hmm. You don't. 
punch them in the nose or you don't start wagging a finger at them. And mm-hmm. you, you have to be aware, though, that if they're going to be all right, if everything they do is going to be right, that's another one of those obvious signs. Mm-hmm. If they can never be wrong, then everybody around them is going to be wrong. And in some ways, that also is a crucifixion. I think that's also what's gotten into or got into the messaging of the Bible and gotten came into that word, the word presentation, Jesus coming to life or coming to the world to bring us life. And then the word becomes life. And then we crucified Jesus because we were needing somebody to blame. We'd run the right. we run the end of it. We'd run the, the course and gotten to the end of it. Mm-hmm. And there was nobody else to blame except ourselves. And don't underestimate the fact that some people, when it comes to that, if they catch even the slightest opportunity or presents itself, they catch a glimpse of the slightest opportunity to persecute you or to blame you, they're going to do it. Right. Well, it's so much easier to blame somebody else. My gosh. And that's, that's part of even that gaslighting, you know, there's, don't you know, they're trying to set you up and, you know, don't you, can't you see that they're behind all this? And, and that goes back to that kind of conspiracy theory, like paranoia and those voices. Who do you think tells you that everybody's out to get you? You know, our pastor will say that. Do you think God told you that? Well, no. So who do you think told you that? You know, and and I just, I have to. You have to step back. I have to step back in my own life, and then you know, I I try to convey that to others. You know, you know, pragmatic way. You have to kind of step back and see what is really going on here. Sort of remove, detach, and that's part of you know the uh, work in codependency to detach, and you don't. You don't see that initially. I don't think people initially gravitate towards that. I don't think they even know to do that. So uh, we're there to help them with that. Well, it's wise as serpents, mm-hmm. harmless as doves. I mean, there's not. it's not that we should tie our brain, as they say, one hand behind your back. Uh, you should not park your brain somewhere. And that's not what we're, we're promoting here. I would never promote that. It's a full picture. It's the emotions and it's the thoughts. Right, it's right. the feelings and it's the perspective. Exactly. And, and it all has to be filtered through the Word. And God appeals to both. God appeals to us emotionally as well as intellectually. Mm-hmm. The Word is not only heartfelt, as in the Holy Spirit in us mm-hmm. emotionally, mm-hmm. but it's head knowledge too. God mm-hmm. gave us all kinds, like we're trying to do, right. all kinds of disclosures. Yeah. He's, he's told us all. He's, mm-hmm. he's shown us all. He's told us mm-hmm. in that fullest of ways. But at the same time, though, I really think the only true discernment is going to be even more than intellect, even more than objectivity. It's going to be, as we mentioned a few moments ago, really, are they willing to put themselves in that same situation and go through that with you? Mm-hmm. And in that way, Jesus dies for all of us because he puts himself. Yeah. Not only did, it, did he do it on the cross, or was it done to him on the cross, put himself mm-hmm. in that position. Mm-hmm. But as with the resurrection and now with the Holy Spirit and as us being those ministers of that word, mm-hmm. ministry of reconciliation, we too put ourselves in a position of going through that. Mm-hmm. And if we go through that authentically and genuinely... Mm-hmm. Then there'll be the emotions. You're right. We'll pause and reflect and we'll step out and we'll take a look at that. We'll be objective. We'll do all of those things mm-hmm. to balance that out. Right. But in the end, 
I think it's mostly coming back to always that bearing that of that witness. It's not emotional, mm -hmm. but it's more than head knowledge. Yes, exactly. You've yeah. just got to yeah. know in your gut. Mm -hmm. And most often that's not comprehensible or when there's too much to comprehend mm -hmm. and no way to really see it all because right. of our inferiority or iniquity or human natures or human construction. When the, the knowledge ends because you just can't get enough of it to see in the biggest picture, now right. that's Job. Right. Then what you've got is you've got a situation where you have to trust your heart. Mm -hmm. And then who he who lives or reigns from your heart, mm -hmm. lives in your heart, and reigns from that place. And again, I know the heart doesn't necessarily just mean emotions. It's the soul of the person. But the soul of the person really isn't intellect. Mm -hmm. It's it's flavored certainly with intellect, but I think it's still mostly that idea of in human dimensions the Holy Spirit, the divine nature is love. Mm -hmm. and That's what I was just thinking earlier. Love is still predominantly, I think, right. for most of us, emotion, passion, right. desire, right. drama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Again, yeah. being out there and being available to go through that with that individual. And that's where if they have a hard time accepting that love and, you know, the wall is up, then if they can't trust us and they can't believe that we can love them, how much harder is it to believe that God can love them? You know, so I feel like there's that, and I have people like that in my life, and I want them to see not just Christ in me, but I want them to see that, you know, yes, they can trust me, and I'm not out to hurt them. And even if I did hurt them, um, that, you know, for one thing, I'm not God. And I think that's an important piece, too, especially to your children, to be willing to own up to your mistakes and, and not let them see you as God, even though they do as young children, but to point them to the God. But in others with adults, you know, it's hard to get them to understand, you know, he's not like that. He's not going to let you down. He's not going to set you up. He's not out to gaslight you. And he's just not like these humans that you see around you, myself included. And sometimes I'll just be honest and say, I'm going to let you down. You know, I'm, I'm going to fail you at some point. And I don't want to, but I am because I'm human. So you need to look to the one that's never going to let you down and never going to fail you and try to point to him in that way. But they have to first be willing to let me love them and be willing to accept that. And then I think then they can trust God. Because I don't see them trusting God um, when they have a hard time trusting people. It just doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know... But to kind of bring point to them, punctuation, mm -hmm. so to speak, to mm -hmm. all the things, and we've said it, mm -hmm. but just try to bring consolidation, mm -hmm. clarity. Mm -hmm. We have to lead with Jesus. Right. We have to be grafted into the vine to bear the fruit. We have to be one with Christ. We have to have the testimony. Mm -hmm. And then getting back to Satan, the devil, Jesus, the second coming, the book of Revelation, the way the world is turning, politicians turning that way. Everybody's turning that way. Mm -hmm. I, I don't say that as in, again, <laughs> I hope not, that dimension of paranoia, but it's just why the service uh, innocent as doves. I have to state it for what it is. Right. It's not that there isn't a remnant. It's not that there isn't going to be residual, the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. that's going to help us up until the time of 
the book of yes. Revelation, the yes. second coming of Jesus, the tribulation. Mm -hmm. But isn't that what the tribulation really is? And we, we get a bit of that now. It's not that. Mm -hmm. But that's really what tribulation is. When you get a world going that's filled full of narcissists and sociopaths and politicians who tell you a bunch of things and blow a bunch of hot air and uh, counselors even and maybe churches and maybe pastors and you know maybe Sadducees, Pharisees. I'd mm -hmm. probably get away with that better. <laughs> yeah. All of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But you're not seeing the real evidence of the Holy Spirit beginning with the willingness to lay down their life for another as in no greater love hath any man to example Jesus even in that context. Mm -hmm. If you're not seeing that, then maybe you can get something, but you're not going to get what you really need. Right. Yeah. You need Jesus. Exactly. And we need to share Jesus, not mm -hmm. only in word, mm -hmm. but in living word and mm -hmm. we need to be of the Holy Spirit and I mm -hmm. think that's really what we're saying otherwise all of its gaslighting mm -hmm. all of its antichrist stuff mm -hmm. all of its pretending that you're something that you're not all of it is again the devil all of it is the angel of light all of it is what started in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve filling at the devil's persuasion manipulation, mm -hmm. seduction even. That's what the King James calls it, seduced. The idea though is all of that is to entice us into believing we're something that we're not and if we really are willing to admit that we're not, certainly not God, then we're going to have to <laughs> accept that and turn to the one who otherwise is, right. which is Jesus, and in that allow ourselves to have fellowship with the Father through Christ Jesus, through the work of the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God. And it takes, I think, daily sanctification. Mm -hmm. But if we are not doing that out of that same motive, you or I or anybody else, all we're going to do is contribute to the problem. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to point a finger, or yeah, I haven't had a bunch of folks. I'm not people, but positions, yeah. leadership positions. But I can include psychologists, I can include counselors and social, I mean, doctors, psychiatrists, mm -hmm. I mean, sports figures. I mean, if they're not Jesus, and they don't have the witness of the Holy Spirit, and you should be able to tell that in your heart, then... Don't go too far down that path. Or right. if you go down that path, you may be going down the wrong one. You may have already right. set your foot upon the wrong path going in. the Because in the end, it all leads to tribulation. In the end, it always, lead, always mm -hmm. leads to the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. And uh, it all will. But I want to be part of the body of Christ. I want to be the church. Which mm -hmm. I want to be the bride. I don't want to be in deceived. I don't want to be embittered. I don't want to be politically minded. Mm -hmm. I want to be Jesus minded. It has political sometimes implications in this world, but not of this world. But I want to be Jesus minded. I want to be Holy Spirit filled, heart filled, heart led. Absolutely. And I love a, a saying that I heard a um, Bible teacher say one time that, you know, <laughs> When she speaks, she wants people to hear Jesus. When people see her, they want she wants them to see Jesus. And she's like, and if I get cut, I want to bleed Jesus. It just, you know, nothing about uh, us. And, you know, I must decrease so he can increase. 
And I think that's how it needs to be. It has to be. Otherwise, we're reaching for the apple every day. And, you know, maybe we are, but we come to our senses eventually and realize, no, I don't want to do that. But we have to make that a daily choice. It has to be. And, you know, I feel like that the more that we share that and be vulnerable and let people know that, we're not above all that. We don't wake up and put on our halo and go out and, you know, I'm Jesus to everyone. That's not how that works. And I think that's where the church has gotten in trouble a little bit because people... Well, the devil gets into the church. He gets into the body. Mm -hmm. He infiltrates, and and it's it's he's cunning. He's sneaky. Mm -hmm. Again, he's really hard to read. You can't tell you're being gaslit. Even those that otherwise have been gaslit, they become gaslighters. That's what we've been saying too. Uh, And it's just hard. But I would want to be able to say, (laughs) for you and me, for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. That's right. And, and, right. And yes. if you come see us, we're not going to gaslight you. Absolutely. Now, will I be emotional? Yes. Will I have feelings? Yes. Will you maybe not like everything that happens? <laughs> I doubt if anybody has, except you go to Disney. I doubt that everybody has that perfect experience. But at the same time, though, it's real, it's authentic, it's genuine. Right. There'll be some drama, there'll be ups, there'll be downs. Right. But if you're looking for something authentic and genuine, mm-hmm. if you're looking for somebody who's going to lay it all out there and put it on the line, who you're not really going to have to wonder mm-hmm. if they're telling you what is real or they're just telling you what they want you to believe to be real. Or, or what they want to hear. Yeah, what you want to hear even. Right. I think we'd be okay. And, and if they haven't gotten that from the podcast, then they've missed the podcast and they missed the point of the podcast. Hopefully after this episode, we've really touched on a lot of things. So, so again, if you need that assistance, how Carolyn can they get a hold of us? Give us a call 304-528-9220. Or look us up on Facebook under Covenants, and you can also find a link to our podcast there. Or you can shoot us an email, covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. Or you can also go online to covenantsonline.com. All right. So, you're doing okay? Yeah. (laughs) We had a lot to talk about today, didn't we? And, and again, even if I asked you how you were doing at the start of the program, what we got in today was probably a greater revelation after we got the podcast going. Yeah. Uh, listeners could find out how you really were. I want to invite our listener, you, our listener, who we appreciate very, very much, to come back next week for our next podcast. And uh, I sincerely mean it. And the podcast, what is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. Put you first, Carolyn. When I, I noticed that. Yes. I was so impressed. Yes. <laughs> Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. But in the meantime, God bless and uh, just keep doing what Jesus would do. <laughs>